0: Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garrick's coming to you from our secret hotel room at the Circle Hotel from the Connecticut Comedy Festival with my partner, my co-founder of the Connecticut
1: Comedy Festival, none other than Mr. Emilio Savone. Thank you, Joe. I wish everyone could see what I'm seeing. Joe Garrick sprawled out on a bed. (laughs) I'm not really sprawling. uh, You're not sprawling. I'm lounging. Yeah, you're lounging. I'm comfortable for sure. Well, I've always known you to be a man of of, of true comfort, Joe. I uh, I enjoy leisure. You do. You, you're a man <laughs> of fine taste. <laughs> so, how are you, sir? How are you hanging in midway through this this festival? Good. Hey, you know, I you know, it's 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 tiring. I've been going back and forth from New York to Connecticut. Uh, probably more in the last like three weeks, month than I had in like a year. You're right. a reverse commuter. I'm a reverse commuter now. Who would have thought that this
0: is what the pandemic would do to yeah, us? I'm no longer commuting, and now you are.
1: Exactly. We we've switched places. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know it's it's, uh, it's 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 tiring and exhausting. But uh, there's worse places to be than where we are right now. So
0: yeah, yeah, we're fortunate to uh, to exist still at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, dude, this is uh, this is all very much therapy. Uh, as of you know right now i mean you know when when the pandemic hit uh it was nice for a few weeks to kind of feel like all right we'll take a breather but then after that you're just like man i want to get back to work so it's nice to be back at work
0: yeah yeah and it is a lot of work it's uh it's it's been a heck of a lot of work and you've been you've been shouldering i would say uh the, the lion's share of uh of that you've got a lot going on a lot of booking to do and management and whatnot are you are you hanging in
1: yeah i mean you know you you it's funny I, I i wonder what is what's more right i mean you're you deal with the you deal with all of the on-site stuff right you're dealing with the staff you're dealing with the operations of what happens here and i'm dealing with all the back-end stuff in terms of uh, the bookings and the agents and all that, I mean, you have a hand in that stuff too, and obviously I have a hand here. But clearly, this is where you live, and that's where I live. So, you know, yeah. I,
0: but I'll I, be honest, that operation stuff, uh, I pass most of that off to uh, to Beecher. He's well, there. You go. He's well, doing all guess, the sound. I've, you well, know, I, you know,
1: then I guess I'm doing more. There it is. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure why. I feel like I've been very busy, but now okay. now that you've laid it out that way, I'm like, I'm not sure what I've been busy with. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. No, it's it's been a listen. It's it's been a um. When, when the pandemic hit, I mean, the one thing I really wanted to get out of out of everything was to find the positives in this just sea of negatives, right? Whether it's eating healthy, whether it's cooking more, trying to get in shape. But work-wise, I think we have really tapped into something that is going to serve us in the future. Um, you know, dealing with a lot of the agents and collaborating with the agents was something that you know we've never really had to do in the past just because of our ties in new york and you know the fact that we're already so close to these comedians and you know the level of talent that we've been fortunate enough to get it's difficult to do the kind of deals that we're doing um without working through the agents because again we're, we're talking about you know some pretty different kind of setups with how we're doing the agreements and contracts or whatnot so it's been good because now we have those relationships with the people who do represent the builders of the world or whoever. Um, so you know now that they know us and we know them and it's like a very comfortable uh, kind of relationship. And they know the good work that we do. It, it, it lays a really nice path forward for us as we continue to grow the brand. So so, uh,
0: so these agents now, I'm you know I know I I'm not going to say anyone specifically, but I know there's are some agents that have been frustrating for you to work with in the past. Uh, that, uh, you know, you're probably going to go politician on me now yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I mean are you at all concerned that like I feel like some who were difficult before are less difficult now In light of the current circumstances in light of the fact that, you know, we're one of the few games in town Do you think that's a fair assessment?
1: Oh without question
0: So do you think these guys are just gonna go back to busting your balls if we get back to normal? Uh,
1: no, because it wasn't necessarily the fr- the frustration wasn't necessarily with them busting our balls or busting my balls before this It was really more of like, I don't want to say my unwillingness, but my, it was hard for me to kind of get around the fact that I had to deal with a third party when I already have the relationship with the comic. So it's, it it was like a weird little kind of balancing. Yeah. And the
0: comic wants one thing, but then you're like running into roadblocks that, you know, don't need to be there from. Of course.
1: And, and, you know, just so your listeners understand, like, you know, we're very fortunate to pretty much get our pick of the litter when it comes to comedians. But if you book a comic directly without their agent, that might affect their ability to promote a show the way you'd want them to promote. Now, we're fortunate enough in Fairfield to have such a strong following and have such a good way of marketing our shows that we generally don't need to really rely on the agents or on the promotion of a comic. We can pretty much book who we want and feel comfortable that the show is going to be nice and full. Yeah. But now what's happened with the pandemic is that the agents are are not putting up as many roadblocks. They're so eager just to get their, their talent work that it's been almost been, it's almost been like a nice little compromise between us and them. And I think their, uh, their willingness to kind of want to work with us has made me want to work with them even more now. And, and, you know, so it, it's just, it's like anything, you know, you just have to kind of loosen the jar and you just have to kind of, You know find a nice little kind of ebb and flow with how things are with certain people and i think we're finding that right now so yeah yeah. so like last night for example i was at new york comedy club and i was speaking with a comic that we're really really close with we've had here her here multiple times we've had her at other venues multiple times and i was like hey i'm thinking about you know having you you know maybe at fairfield or wherever and she was like of course anytime you know and i you know i basically asked her i said listen I, though, want to do this in a way where you don't feel like you have to be secretive about it or you can't have all engines go. So I'm more than happy to work through your agent. And, you know, the comedian was like, you know what, you don't have to with me. But she's like, but that would be easier just so there's no issues, you know. So it's been uh, it's been good in that regard. So. So,
0: well, let me ask you this then, because I'm I've been thinking a little bit about this uh, and I'm sure you have. Uh, you know, we got a good thing going here. We got these great outsourced shows. We're getting, like, you know, the best talent in the world. Uh, you know, we're, we're bigger than JFL. <laughs> I, uh, I don't mind saying it. We are. You know, I think they were virtual. <laughs> Lame. Uh, we're doing it for real right here, and it's uh, it's big. So, uh, you know, the thing, though, about uh, about Connecticut is that in uh, about a month, it's going to get kind of cold. Mm. It's going to be a little tougher to do what we're doing, and I feel like we've got this great momentum. So...
1: How are we gonna capitalize on it? You know, man, look, you know, comedy can't be held down. And that sounds cheesy and whatever, but it's true. You know, what we're I feel fin- like
0: you're speaking directly to Governor Cuomo right now.
1: Well I'm I'm speaking uh I'm speaking to <laughs> He's everyone. He's one of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Governor Cuomo. <laughs> Go uh, fucking. Um, <laughs> no, listen, man, you know. Outdoor comedy was something no one would ever have done before, right? And now it's people are doing it. The idea of driving comedy shows. I mean, comedy will always. Not only
0: did people not want to do it, like, to doing it now like people want to do it like i remember like if you told me like a year ago oh i've got this outdoor daytime comedy show i'd be like uh i don't know and now i'm like oh sweet this is gonna be the bomb
1: <laughs> dude i walk by an open field now and i'm like man that would be a great comedy club <laughs> um comics are very resilient the comedy industry is very resilient we we really kind of go with the flow and we we evolve and that's what's happening so you know I'm not i I'm very confident that when the weather does turn, there will be something something will come about that we'll be able to you know to capitalize on or 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 really kind of work in our favor into the comics favor. so whether that means going heavier on the virtual stuff that we're doing or the streaming stuff or whether it's a heating company or a tenting company that wants to work with us somewhere, I'm very, very confident that we'll be able to. Um, you know, pivot. Pivot has been like the the main buzzword throughout the pandemic. But I really do think we'll evolve and we'll find a we'll find a way to continue it going. And what's been really exciting throughout this whole thing, and this was something that I, I I know I thought we could really do, was really kind of be looked at as almost like the guys or the group that can make something out of nothing. And the truth is, you know, we joke about it, but we really are one of like maybe two real games in town right now and I don't say that in a braggadocious way I mean I'm just saying is it's just a fact there's not a lot happening right now we're benefiting from that I I suppose we are and I think that the fact that we are doing what we're doing in a time where so many people are kind of just trying to wait this thing out kind of shows that we will kind of be looked at as the outfit to kind of you know Whatever the next thing is, I think we will kind of be ahead of the curve because we're already doing it now, if that makes sense. I agree. I agree. And
0: when I say that we're bigger than JFL, I'm not saying that to brag. That also is just a fact. We're, we're bigger than you, JFL. We're doing uh, a festival. We're doing a <laughs> festival. What what did you do this summer, JFL? Yeah,
1: well, you know, here's the thing, too, though. The problem with the JFL... I'm creating a
0: rivalry between the Connecticut yeah, yeah. County Festival and JFL. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> and for you, those you listen, JFL is the bomb it's like the super Bowl. it is the best It's yeah. the best. they're the best but you know look we're, we're benefiting from the fact that we don't have to deal with a lot of the corporate stuff i mean one of the reasons why a jfl can't do what they want to do is because they're funded by big time corporate companies i mean one of our sponsors you know couldn't be involved because there was some backlash or some concern that they'd be involved in you know something that maybe you know could be criticized right like we're doing outdoor comedy events and people are congregating. Yeah. Cause Not there's th- going to be someone who's like, it's a super spreader event. Exactly. So we had a, a pretty national brand that was going to be one of our sponsors and they backed out. It didn't hurt us. We didn't really, we weren't relying on them. Right. For other than just recognition, brand recognition. Yeah. If you take a JFL, you take a moon tower, you take a Netflix as a joke, those bigger, big, big festivals. They, you know, they need that sponsorship. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So uh, one thing I want to ask
0: you about, I'm getting a few accounts of this story, but uh, Tuesday night, uh, we had a crazy woman come in. The, the volume was too high. And then, like, w- internally on our team, there were fireworks, apparently. Uh-huh. Maybe brief fireworks. I'm not sure. I'm trying to get an idea of how big the fireworks are. So can you maybe give me your take on what
1: happened? So so anyone who knows me knows that I am not a techno- I'm technologically illiterate. I I I cower. If yeah, you've ever. actually been talking into the wrong end of the microphone this whole. Oh, pod. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, no, we we had a, a a woman complain, and she she walked on, wandered out into the field with her two dogs while Bill Burr was on stage, and Bill, as Bill does, handled it perfectly, perfectly, um, and, perfectly, and everyone did, you know, and and Bill was great about it, and he was, you know, he was great, and as it was happening, I asked. Uh, I asked Beecher if he can go and just turn the the volume down and be, anyone who knows Beecher knows he is the most go with the flow most chill most just he's just a gamer like if if, 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 if you ask Beecher to dive into like a freaking hole he'll do it like to, he'll just do whatever if he's, you dare him he'll do
0: anything I mean if you, Beecher is just he's yeah daring he's, he's he's very responsive to he's dares. just
1: he's just he's just a go with the flow kind of guy and it was so strange at the time he's like he like refused to do it and Candy and I, like, we were like we were just like dumbfounded by him not we're like, beach, just what's up? He's like, you do it. I'm like, why would I do it? I'm like, do you want me to ruin the whole like audio? I'll screw up the whole sound. I'll I'll press a button that will do something terrible. He's like, I'm not doing it. And it was just very strange. And so Candy went and did it and for like an hour there was like at least for me there was tension with Beecher. <laughs> now I go to Joe, I'm like, Joe, what the hell is going on with Beecher? Why would he do it? And then of course after Beecher's like, dude, I didn't want to, it made perfect sense why he didn't want to do it. And uh we're fine now. Okay. You, know, you, you can't you can't you can't be angry at Beecher for too long. But um yes, that's what happened. Well, okay, good. Um, well
0: I'm glad I'm glad that there's no uh no anger uh still you know because we still have a festival to run we have to get along yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. also you know as candy mentioned i think the hot
1: tub at the end was nice uh i wouldn't say it was good for everyone to cool off but it was good for everyone to relax when you're in a hot tub with someone you have to you can't be angry anymore but i want to be very clear there was no anger no nothing it was more of just shock it was strange it was like (laughs) you know it was like uh it was like michael jordan saying no i don't feel like taking the last second shot today i was like what is going on yes Peter, i just compared you to michael jordan that's uh, hmm.
0: I I'm curious when Beecher listens to this, what his take is going to be on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, all right, and one final question before we go. Um, you know, we got we got about a month left on the festival. Uh, what that's still coming up? Are you most looking forward to?
1: Uh, I'm probably most excited. I'm most excited for the Regan show. Um, Which will be tomorrow night. As when this comes out, it'll probably be over. And I think the reason why I'm most excited for that is um, it's going to be at a different venue, a venue you know that it's going to be the biggest show we've done uh, in terms of capacity for the festival. And I mean, it's Brian Regan. You know, everyone that we have here um, is someone that either Joe or either you or I know, right? Whether you know Berbiglia, and we didn't know Michael Ian Black, but we met him through Berbiglia, so we already. Regan was a Hail Mary you don't know him I don't know him the way it all happened was all just it it just kind of it was very karma-esque you know I I had a conversation with his manager about some other comics he'd mentioned Brian's name to me about how he was going to be working a lot of the you know smaller clubs now because of the pandemic so that was one of the things that is really different with the pandemic is that some of these big big guys that would never really do maybe like a 300 seat comedy club right they're doing them now because these theaters just aren't they don't exist yeah um and so when he said you know brian Regan was going to be doing a lot of those kinds of rooms it, i just it just kind of stored that in my memory bank and then joe and i were trying to figure out who to do the show and we had a bunch of killer names the date never really worked with anyone we were trying to target and last second i was like joe I'm, I'm gonna just try i don't know did i even tell you i was gonna email regan i think i, I just said sent- i
0: remember how it happened but then all of a sudden like we had regan for trumbull and it was just like what i what i mean that whole week where it was just like uh we've got regan uh we've got burr yeah it's like
1: what the and it's like mike wants to do it every monday going
0: on yeah right like it, it, it's, and, and, it's it's nutty it's and,
1: nutty and everything though like i'm excited because like and again like you know the eight we've Agents have a very tough job. I understand, and like you know, they have a tough job uh, in terms of trying to get their clients, you know, the best possible gigs they can. And but it was just within a day. It was like we emailed their manager. The manager forwarded to their agent. The agent responded immediately. Next thing you know, we're on a call with the assistant. Literally a day later, we're in. We've already we're in contract done. It's a done deal. So it just. It just happened so seamless, you know, so nice and easy. And, and it's Brian Regan. I mean Brian Regan is is one of those he's a hard get. You don't just get he's Brian huge. Regan. He's huge. You know? So and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see I've never seen him perform live. I I can't remember the last time I've I've I don't even know when the last time I've seen him, period. So I've never seen him live. I'm very excited for it. I get to,
0: I get to actually host the show. Yeah, which will be exciting. So I'll probably get to like maybe, maybe I'll even bump his elbow.
1: Yeah. So I said I'm excited for the Regan show, and I'm also really excited um, for the weekend of uh, List and Norman because we got Michael Ian Black that weekend. I mean, look, every night is a big event here. It, it really is. It's really, really exciting. You know, when we started this thing a couple years, I always envisioned that we would have a festival. Kind of like this. I didn't think it was going to happen in three years.
0: Happened on our second year. Our second year year and and a half, festival. One and one and a half years ago, we had
1: our first festival, and here we are. And you know, and I think it really is. Um, you know, we can we we like to say, oh, you know, we're the only game in town that. But you know what? It's very easy to screw this up. You know, I've screwed up many many bookings that we could have had for whatever reason, whether you know I worded something wrong in an email or I gave a I I maybe didn't give it's just whatever. There's always something that happens where a deal can end, and and the fact that we're getting the kind of talent that we are, and it's all happening in a very kind of seamless way, um, you know I I I do think that we can at least give ourselves some credit, in knowing that it's not just because we're one the few games in town. No,
0: I and I think you know I mean it's a, it's a testament to the work that you've done throughout your career, the reputation you have, the way you treat people. I mean, you know, when Hassan was here on Thursday, he, you know, he said it like, you know, when you call and ask for something like you're somebody that people want to work with and, you know, trust and, you know, you, you've earned that. So,
1: you know, I'm, I'm glad I get to work with you on this. Thanks. And, and, and likewise, because, you know, uh, Joe and I are going to start giving each other hand jobs after this. Um, we run a lot of other venues, a lot of other comedy stuff in other places. And it, the most, the most, um, the part that gives us the most anxiety is just hoping that when they go to these places, they're going to get the experience that we give them in New York or, or, or just a good experience. And Fairfield, because of you, Joe, and because of the team that you've coalesced here in Fairfield, when they come here, we just know it's a layup. They're gonna have no one is gonna have a bad time when they come here. No, Nobody. it's always
0: it's always fun. Oh, uh, you know, it's it's a confluence of factors. It's our team. You know, we've got a, a good room, or we used to have a good room. Now we have a good yard. Yeah. And uh, you know, we have we have good crowds that you know are are fun to perform for. So yeah, you know, very lucky. Very you know, I I was saying to somebody the other day. I probably mentioned this to you. You know, going into 2020 i was like this is the year yeah. this is the year for us to like really crank comedy i was right i'm like i'm gonna find a path to comedy full time you know i was like let's open a club in stanford and then boom <laughs> you know march happened i'm like shit like this was supposed to be my year i just i uh opened for Burbigley at westport country playhouse which was like a highlight for me and then all of a sudden the world shut down I'm like ah, crap but now you know here we are six months later and it is our year and next year's our year
1: every year is gonna be our year. so buddy.
0: let's just keep doing it it's a uh, it's a lot of fun i'm having a blast when i'm not stressed out of my fucking
1: mind but uh yeah thank you thank you for everything well it is funny right i've always said that coming out to fairfield is like such a a breath of fresh air and new york is just so tense because it's just you know you're dealing with chaotic uh it's just chaos you know the customers are chaotic the the, you know, the staff's running around there's a lot more comics that you're dealing with and, you know, we've been fortunate enough in New York to have these, like, really awesome, like, exquisite rooftop penthouse shows that we've been doing. And it's almost like the opposite now. Now, I mean, Fairfield's by no means chaotic, but there is a certain stress level now here because we're dealing with, again, the Bill Burrs. It's and the major leagues. We're dealing with these, like, just guys that yeah. we want, you know, and they're easy. Burr's amazing. And his whole team was amazing. Like I said, the agents we've been working with. Uh, no, everybody's they, been great. They, they've but all, they're just all been amazing. But. It's like you want it to go so well.
0: here. Yeah. And we're, we're starting new relationships yeah. with not everybody, but with a lot of people. We want them to come back. We want them to have a good time. So, yep. yeah, it is uh,
1: it's stressful, but it's uh, for the most part, it's good stress. But I but I thank you, man, because, you know, we cannot you know, this is not doable with your. I mean, listen, for anyone who's listening, you know, Joe is has a regular day job. You know, he, he is involved in local town politics. Um, he's married Th- he and his wife are very involved in, in dog rescues. And, and they're always, I mean, you guys are always fostering dogs at your house. I mean, every time I feel like I come over, you have like a new puppy somewhere. Yeah. Right? Well, luckily we haven't done that for a few months. Whew. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, the fact that you are doing all of that and you are able to orchestrate all of this and be here every single time. Um, it's a testament to you know how how much you grind man and it's great well, I appreciate that what I find is uh, as long as
0: I half ass everything I can <laughs> do everything so uh, <laughs> yeah but no I look uh let's what, end the uh, the mutual love fest we have uh, we have all night for that yeah. off off the uh microphones but uh thank you so much for everything thanks for doing the pod i'm sure we'll do another one uh before this festival is over but uh, i should go enjoy some comedy
1: let's do it man ronnie chang we're excited all right right, thanks peace
0: Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, Special thanks to Eric Donnelly of The Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And, of course, to Vans who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.